This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 122 is going to be from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 16. As Christians, we need to remember we are sojourners who do not have a permanent dwelling in this land. We are simply passing through, headed toward the promised land. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 16 read, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength, to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable, as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Abraham had faith. And when he was told by God to leave his homeland, that's exactly what he did. He went to a foreign country and he dwelt in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the promise. He waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You see, the place that Abraham was living Before he was to leave and go to the promised land, he was a sojourner there. That wasn't his permanent home, just as our permanent home is not here. We are sojourners in this land. And when God told him to leave, he left. And he dwelt with Jacob and Isaac in tents, knowing that he was a sojourner. He waited for the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. He pressed forward to go home to the place in which God had prepared for him. And he knew that this city's builder and maker would be God. You see, he longed for the country. He longed for the place in which God had promised him. In verses 15 and 16, And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But they didn't long for that country. And in verse 16 it says, But now they desired a better, that is a heavenly country. 
Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. As Christians, we need to remember we are sojourners who do not have a permanent dwelling in this land. We are simply passing through, headed toward the promised land. We don't want to get too tied to this earthly tabernacle. We don't want to get too tied to this earthly land because it's not our home. Our home is in heaven. And we need to be longing for that place and not loving this world and the things that are in this world and allowing ourselves to get tied down to this land. In Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 24, this was told them, The land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine. For you are strangers and sojourners with me. You are strangers here in this land. God made his people strangers all throughout the Old Testament. They'd go into Egypt, and they'd be strangers there. And then they'd go into Babylonian captivity, and they'd be strangers there. They were strangers in this land so that we would understand that we are also strangers. This land is not our home. We are but strangers and pilgrims seeking a homeland. In Psalm chapter 39 and verse 12 says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a stranger with you a sojourner, as all my fathers were. And so the writer of the Psalms here said, I'm a sojourner, as all my fathers were. My fathers did not have a home. They were pilgrims in a foreign land, and so am I. I'm looking for Canaan. I'm looking for the promised land. And that's the way that we have to be here. We are not in our permanent home. Our permanent home will be the promised land, will be Canaan, which is heaven. And we have to act like it. We have to understand that we're just going through this land. You don't sit down and build roots when you're on vacation because you know that you're just there temporarily. And that's the way that it is for us here. We should not be laying treasures up here, abundance of treasures, because this is just a land that we're passing through. It's not our home. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, it says, Do not lay up for yourself treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. As Christians, we need to remember, as sojourners, who do not have a permanent dwelling in this land, we are simply passing through, headed toward the promised land. And this is the reason why we don't want to lay treasures up on this earth. We're just going through it. We're not staying here. We're not making this our permanent dwelling. And so our treasures are to be laid up in heaven. The place that we seek, that's where our treasures are to be laid up. In John chapter 14, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go you know, and you know the way. And so we see here that this was not a permanent dwelling place. It was a temporary place where we are temporarily living. God goes to prepare a place for us. Jesus is leaving to prepare a place for us. In my Father's house are many mansions. You see, that is our home. The mansions that Jesus prepared for us in heaven, that is our home. That is the place in which we are to be longing for. 
And Jesus went to prepare a place for us that he could go there and then come back and receive us to himself, that where he is, we may be also. Jesus is in heaven, and we should long to be with him, knowing that we are just sojourners in this world. We're just pilgrims that are going through this land, and that it is not our permanent dwelling place. In John chapter 18 and verse 37, the Bible says, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Jesus' kingdom is not from this earth. If it was, his servants would have fought so that he would not be delivered up to be crucified. But his kingdom is not of this world. And so his servants did not fight. And Jesus understood that he was a sojourner. He was a pilgrim here. And that this was not his permanent dwelling place. And so he allowed them to crucify him so that we could see that too. This land is not our permanent dwelling place. Neither should we be laying our treasures up here as if it is. So that when we're ready to go, we can just go instead of being tied to this world. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22, the Bible says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And so in verse 19 it says, We're strangers and foreigners, but we are fellow citizens with the saints in the household of God, in God's kingdom, which is in heaven. The church is his kingdom here, but he is going to come back and he's going to receive his kingdom back to him. We're looking for the city whose foundations are in God. Be sure that we are not tying ourselves to this earth. As Christians, we need to remember we are sojourners who do not have a permanent dwelling in, the, in this land. We are simply passing through, headed toward the promised land. In Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 20 and 21, it says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Verse 20 is very important. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we should be eagerly waiting for this. We should be ready all the time to go and take our place in the city in which our citizenship is in. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8, the Bible says, We give thanks to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as it has also in the, all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. And notice what it says again in verses 4 and 5. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Our hope is laid up for us in heaven. 
And if we're not laying our treasures down here on earth, then we're laying them up in heaven. And we will have that reward if Christ comes back to judge the world or we die before that time takes place. If we've laid up our hope in heaven. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 through 24, the Bible says, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. And so notice with me here again where our name is to be recorded, is to be registered in heaven the heavenly Jerusalem. You see, that's the city that we are to be longing for. As Christians, we need to remember that we are sojourners who do not have a permanent dwelling in this land. We are simply passing through, headed toward the promised land. And we need to be headed toward the promised land to where our name is registered. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 14, it says, For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. In this land, we have no continuing city. Eventually, this entire earth is going to be burned up. And it's no longer going to be here. It's not going to continue forever. We're sojourners. We're pilgrims. We seek the one that is to come, the heavenly Jerusalem, the place in which our name is registered if we are Christians, if we are disciples of Christ. We should be seeking this place because this is not our home. We won't be here forever. We might have at most a hundred years on this earth, but we'll have eternity in heaven. In First Peter chapter one, verses three through nine, the Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. That's what we should be pressing for. That's what we should be hoping for, an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you, love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And so we should be understanding that we're sojourners here. We're pilgrims. This land is not our home. We look for the inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled, that does not fade away, that's reserved in heaven for the disciple of Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, the Bible says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable, 
among the Gentiles, that when they speak evil against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. If we are going to be honorable, if we are going to be sojourners and pilgrims, then we need to show it by abstaining from fleshly lust. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.